0: Man needs to know that he has a um, a part in this concept of being a provider, but somewhere along the way, we made that to mean piggy bank, and yeah. it has a lot of other meanings. A lot, yeah.
1: Hello, Prosperity Seeker, and welcome to another episode of The Prosperity Approach. I'm your host, Allison Chavez. As always, I'm thrilled and honored that you would spend your time here with us today. And you are going to be so excited about this episode because I have a very, very special guest on today. I'm going to introduce you to her in just a minute. But First, if you're listening to the audio version of this episode, be sure that you are following on all of your favorite apps. And if you are watching this on YouTube right now you know the drill, subscribe, press the notification bell. We would sure love for you to know when we're dropping a new episode. And if you are a six-figure businesswoman who is done with the hustle, done with the grind, done with the burnout, and wants to learn how to get to your next level of success without the struggle by leading with your feminine energy, I'm actually doing a two-day live in-person event in downtown Salt Lake City here pretty soon. We're going to teach you how to be a woman and to get higher and higher levels of success with all the struggle. You can join us there. Go to prosperityapproach.com slash live. You can get the information there and tickets. All right. So I am so excited to introduce you all to Melissa Keenan and I want to brag on her for just a moment. She's a keynote speaker, an international and USA Today best selling author. Melissa Keenan is the go-to intuitive intimacy expert for the top 1%. She helps high-achieving business owners have more confidence, connection, ease, and trust in their personal relationships through mastery of intimacy and masculine and feminine energy. More than just a four-year coach or a certified master of the Gibson Banning Method, Melissa is a true expert on healing broken and strained relationships, starting with her own. Having overcome separation from her husband and the hurt of betrayal, and ultimately rebuilding and repairing her marriage, Melissa has now supported women, men, and couples to feel seen, heard, cherished, appreciated, and fully self-expressed in their relationships while expanding their business she is not in the middle while when she's not in the middle of everyone's private lives you'll find her dancing singing working and praying at her hobby ranch in northern nevada where she lives with her husband cj and their four children melissa welcome to the podcast Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. I cannot wait for this conversation, especially because now more than ever, we really need it. Women have been masculinized so much. Men have been feminized so much Um, that this is just there's never been a more relevant time for this conversation. So I'm so happy that you're here. So my first question is, why do you believe that marriage is the only institution that will stand the test of time? And why does that matter now more than ever? Anyone who is
0: sensitive at all, awake at all, have the ability to be aware at all what the uh, what the changes are that are happening in our society right now um, knows that we're on shaky ground. The places that we have put our um, our trust or our safety. Uh, we're questioning a lot of that. It started with COVID um, for most of the world, and it has just been a domino effect. Nothing is going back to quote unquote normal. Mm-hmm. And we're questioning, wait a minute, like, do I subscribe to this? Do I believe in these things? And we know that things have to change before they get better. Things are going to shake up more rather than less before they get better. And so as I look around at that and I see, you know, we might put our safety in things like business or our school systems or our, um, even our religious institutions. We put our safety in all these external things when really the only thing we can depend on is ourselves and our families. And I, so often people will come to me as an intimacy expert. And, you know, I work with business owners and it's like, yeah, man, you know, things are really rough at home, but I just don't have time. I don't have time to do this kind of work. You know, that's not a priority. Well, guess what? This needs to be the highest priority because our marriages and our families really are the only unit that have the capacity to withstand the test of time. So what happens when we when we didn't put that energy and attention and love and priority to that space and everything around us crumble, crumbles, then what?
1: We're not. We're not going to go controversial here, um, but I. But I just want to say, Amen and Amen to that. Um and I think especially with with high achieving women with women in business we we know how we're very adaptable. So we know how to be men even more than we know how to be women I think sometimes in our approach for things. And and that can carry over into our relationships and it generally does. And I'm just speaking from my own personal experience here. I didn't know how to be the woman in the relationship with my husband. And um he didn't he I mean he was a man as much as he could be. But but where I would just like bulldoze and I'd try to be kind about it. But wow, it, it made such a difference when I, when I flipped that and I learned how to really be feminine and really let him serve me because he felt useless in our marriage. He's like, you don't need me. Yeah. In fact, I remember him telling me one time, I think you are perfect for me, but I don't think I'm perfect for you. Oh. And I was really hurt by that. And do you want to know why? Because part of me agreed with him deep down part of me agreed with him, but it wasn't his fault. That was the way I was approaching our marriage and, and wanting to be a partner, but also like being the man and, and Mm -hmm. like, and what does, what does all of that mean? But with that, I mean, and that's a whole other conversation, what that means. And we can get into that later if we want, but my whole point is when I started learning how to receive more in my marriage and let my husband serve me more in our marriage, everything shifted in our relationship and everything got better in my business as Mm. well. And I don't think that those roads go both ways. I, because I was having great success in my business and like, to your point with so many of your clients, business is great. Home life's a wreck, but if you've got a great home life, that will, then that road will lead to better business. That's what I've experienced anyway. Have you experienced that as well? I have. Um, And until, you know, until
0: stuff really hits the fan, because we all know that it's hard to be a CEO of a company if you're going through divorce, like we all know, you know, or that you discovered betrayal or these kinds of things. Um, So, you know, to a certain degree, right, That, that and absolutely the reciprocal relationship is there. And it's a shame because you know, bro marketing or the masculine way of doing business has taught us that it's valuable to compartmentalize the different parts of us, the different parts of our lives. And even if you do a Google search right now, if you type in compartmentalization, you'll just see article after article about how to do it as if it's something we should be seeking after. And the the women who are in tune with ourselves, in tune with our natural rhythms, in tune with that feminine energy piece or what it means to be a woman, a woman, look at that and go, something's missing here. I know something's missing here. Like splitting myself into a million pieces.
1: I feel horrible. This can't be the way to do it because we know it's all related, right? Uh Yep. Yep. So tell me what are the biggest risks to compartmentalizing? Mm. I think the biggest one is that we lose ourselves
0: in all that hat wearing, you know, okay, I'm a business owner over here. To, now I'm a wife, you know, I've got to be the uh, vixen in bed. I've got to say yes all the time. And then now I'm a mother and I have to have that hat and do everything perfectly. And now I, like all of that stuff pulls us away from who the heck we even are, who we were designed to be on the planet. And then if you look at like, okay, then in terms of how you're running your business, you'll find yourself getting, too busy with the details of your business constantly has to be busy because you you feel this disconnect in yourself so then when you're truly disconnected from yourself how can you be in the creativity how can you be in the vision as a business owner you know how can you be in that space where you're now like kind of channeling your business, right? Like, uh, you know, so many businesswomen that I know, I have yet actually to meet a businesswoman who started a business purely out of kind of selfish reasons. Like she's always like, well, I recognize there was this need in my community and I realized I can do something about it, Right. So we always start from that soul aligned place, Mm -hmm. but then we get thrown into this masculine current that literally seeks to strip our soul away from us. And how can we successfully run a business like that? So, so, you know, huge, huge costs.
1: Yes. Yes. My answer to that is you can't not the level of success that you desire. You can run million dollar, multi-million dollar corporations and still feel like an empty shell of a human or of of a woman. Um, I know I felt that way. I wasn't at millions yet, but I was at high six figures and going, what is the why am I doing this? what yeah. holy cow what is what is the point so it's like it's like the the outward success was there but man i felt anything but successful i felt just like you were talking about stretched in so many different directions that i didn't even know which way was up most of the time and it was always i was in constant fix it mode it felt like all the time because i was so fragmented i think that i created fires that weren't actually there or certainly stoked (laughs) fires, not, not meaning to, but just from the way that I was approaching it. And, and at the end of the day, I was like, why does everybody get me except me? Like, why does everybody get a piece of me except for me? Like when, when is it my time? Um, I think it's so important in that too,
0: to recognize that at the end of the day, we are not to blame for showing up that way. You know, you are not to blame for, for however many years that you lived your life like that, because not only is it the current that we're plopped into when we become business owners, but really it's the current we were plopped into when we were born. Like we are still recovering from a patriarchal, um, society. And, and so we, you know, women for, for how many hundreds of years have not been valued for our wisdom or for our way of doing things. But if you look in, um, like native tribes and things, the way they do it is really different because they know women are more in tune with their spirituality. And so, you know, if you look at like native um, kind of their governmental system, they look to the oldest women in the room for how do we proceed? How do we solve this problem? And that sort of thing. And it's not to say that women have to be quote unquote in charge. That's what we've gotten wrong. Yeah. It's just to say, We've we've really not been taught how
1: to be a sovereign being as a woman. We just haven't. Yeah, I agree, because I I don't think that it's better to be a matriarchal society than it is to be a patriarchal society. I think that you now you swing the pendulum to the other extreme. We need to be in the middle. We need to work in alliance and in balance with with each of those with each of those energies and each of those approaches to life and to business and success and relationship and all of that and that's where we've gone off the rails so much is that the the masculine and the feminine are energies of creation and they are they are complementary energies of creation and when we're just in masculine all the time it it comes at such a high price and that price is our joy that price is our radiance. That price, and and whether that's in business, whether that's in relationships, it it, it exacts too high of an inner price for us as women. So, but but let's but let's talk about the the temptation that we have as women and the fear that we have as successful women business owners. How do we actually unplug? How do we actually unplug from our business? Because you're like me, and and we're heart centered, and so we love our work. I love my work and to my, to me, my work is play. And so I'm always thinking about it. I love to talk about it. I've like, like all of that. But I think part of it is this fear of if I'm not always doing it, then will it all fall apart? Now I've, I've navigated through most of that, but there is still like, I mean, I can still be pulled back to that for sure. So Mm -hmm. what, what does it take to completely unplug from your business and still have it work for you? So first it starts with this
0: intellectual understanding of what the feminine is, which we all like, we need that. We need to just get it into our brains at first and kind of mull it over and like, what does this mean? And usually that stage is where we're kind of like, no, this is like hocus pocus or like... (laughs) You know, people are trying to like shove me back into a fifties box or something, right? Like, <laughs> uh, But but we need to just mill that over and understand that. And, and that's the first step, but really bringing it into our bodies is that uh, most vital step. It's bringing the information kind of out of our heads and into the neck down. And what that actually looks like is more listening to feelings. And I, I say that almost like you
1: didn't want to hear me say that because I know. <laughs> no, I love it. But there are some women that are just like, oh, exactly. that?" Because we've been taught that the only good feelings to feel are the positive feelings. Yeah. Yeah. So- right. If you're going to
0: be a successful CEO, you have to be operating at high vibe all the time or else you're going to attract low vibe. And probably if you're not bringing in the kind of clients or revenue is because you're not high vibe enough. Right. And that is just insane. There, There is some, you know, truth in a sense that it's it's about this wholeness that you feel, this fullness within yourself. Mm-hmm. So we have to really um, uh, dissect how we've put moralistic judgment on our feelings. Because feeling sad doesn't have to mean you're low vibe. Uh, it's not actually about that. It's about being able to be present and kind of inner excavation. I call that into me see. So uh, we want to be able to go in and understand those things because everything from the neck down inside of us is doing all that it can for us to live our fullest, most purposeful life. Everything inside of us, it's doing everything it can, which is why Sometimes it leads to disease. Sometimes we, you know, we find ourselves in adrenal fatigue or sometimes we find ourselves with like massive organs shut down or, or, or even, you know, at a, a lesser extreme, like tight shoulders and we have tight shoulders and neck problems, right? Um, I'm recovering from that right now because I fell into this kind of trap, just like you said, running my business in the masculine and, and being in this compartmentalized state, right? So I'm still in recovery from that because our bodies Are our friends. They are speaking to us. So we feel our feelings in our body. We feel all these sensations in our body. And if we're not doing that inner work of listening to those things, then we are not being guided to our truest dream or our truest, highest version of ourselves. We're being led to somebody else's. (laughs) So,
1: what would you suggest, just as to like pull back the curtain just a little bit? Like, what's one small thing that a woman can do? To feel her feelings or feel the emotions without putting any sort of judgment on it. Oh, that is such a good
0: question, because it's something that really takes practice. Mm -hmm. Um, But but what I here's how I view this and here's how I help my clients view this is recognizing that your feelings are an internal guidance system. So when you first begin to experience discomfort about something, that's probably the hardest part is getting aware of the internal um, sacred inner bell, if you, if you will, Mm -hmm. that's you. So you just get present to that first, then recognizing that whatever feelings are present there, it's a guidance system and it's there to lead you to what you deeply value. I'm sure you talk a lot about values, Allison, Right. So the thing is, is a lot of times what we think we value is because, again, society said you were supposed to value that thing. But when we get we do this process, we discover values that we may not even realize were were important to us. Like they're like in our DNA, you know, Um, an example of that is uh, play for me. It took me a couple of years to recognize play is a core value of mine, but I Society never told me that was something I should like value, right? Uh huh. Just the opposite, actually. Exactly. And so it was like, wait a second. But as I continued to do this process of listening within, feeling my feelings, and then looking for what value was missing for me, so often it was play I was craving play I needed more play and when I and I when I slip back into that right I right away my body starts going off saying like hey hello we need more play and when play is present in my life in my business in my marriage I feel like a goddess like I literally feel like I'm the highest version
1: of myself it's true Play is feminine. It is so necessary. It's it's one of the power tools that I talk about. Um, Power tools of success that we have been taught is you 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 can play after the work. But guess what? The work's there's no after work. The work is never done, ever. So mm-hmm. we feel guilty when we play and when you understand like how it actually works, how it actually makes us more productive, how it actually helps us right. find solutions faster. It clears the brain fog. It helps us to focus. Like it's just, it's amazing in, in its healing properties for us as women, if we will just allow ourselves that and, 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 and it's got value for men as well, but really it is such a power tool for women because of how we're built. So, what's the correlation? Do you think between high levels of success in business and having successful relationships? Is there a correlation?
0: Oh, for sure, for sure, um, and and even um, even Think and Grow Rich talks a bit about this. Um, so, this is where I want to bring in, like, I want to bring in sex. Am I allowed to talk about sex? Oh, the- yes, honey. Let's talk about sex. Okay. So even Napoleon Dynamite, Napoleon Napoleon Dynamite, Uh, did I just say that? That's hilarious. Napoleon Hill talks about um, this correlation between success with money and success, um, success in sex, success in your partnership. Um, It's a chapter that's been eliminated, I think, since the 60s. So you have to find an older copy of the book. But um, he talks about this correlation that he found over and over again between, he calls it the emotional of sex, um, which is a weird way of saying it, but, and, and successful people. And he found that people who were the most successful in um, thriving in their lives and happy and et cetera, also were very developed in their sexuality. Um, So, so, and this makes total sense, right? We, especially as women, we were built with a pleasure organ. Women are the only mammals that, own a pleasure organ. We alone, there is no other, men don't even have a pleasure organ. They have, you know, they experience pleasure, but they don't have an organ devoted to pleasure.
1: Mm -hmm. So
0: therefore, you know, God or the universe, whatever built us, um, thought that was valuable enough to give us a pleasure organ. So, So you bring this into a relationship and, you know, you see a woman who is, turned on and alive in her partnership, who feels fully, you know, accepting of her sexuality and open and expressive and receptive of her partner, all of these things. She's all turned on. Doesn't it make sense that she's going to show up like turned on and alive and in her vision and in her creativity in her business? And if you know anything about energy um, and the chakra system, the sacral chakra is is both involved in our pleasure it's you know houses our pleasure organ and all of that stuff and it's also home of our creativity Mm -hmm. and our creativity you know which expands over into our business also helps us create children also all the all the ways that we are called upon to be creative so it's hilarious to me. Like that's all common sense, isn't it? Why would compartmentalizing? Why would you know? Like oh, business and personal—that's all separate. It doesn't make any sense.
1: No, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. And I and I, I really appreciate you bringing that up. Um, and by the way, if somebody's wondering what the organ is, it's your clitoris. <laughs> I'll say it on my podcast. You it on a podcast, I don't podcast. it's your clit. <laughs> It, and 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 it is and boy is there a whole lot of shame boy is there a whole lot of shame around that um even in yeah we i mean that's a conversation for a different day but but to your point like i i have found because there were years when i wasn't connected with Jeremy and where sex was just an obligation and it was just i was doing my to-do list in the middle of you know trying to connect with him and because uh, i couldn't shut it down um because i was so shut down um but when, but when you will allow yourself to just, to be a woman and to connect, I mean, that that's what we are all about is that connection. And you, yeah, you will find we are all connected. You're connected. I mean, I really think, and maybe this is, I don't know, controversial or, <laughs> but I, I think that we have to some degree, like a sexual relationship with our business, not physically, of course, but you're creating something. Sex is the ultimate act of creation and the ultimate act of connection with masculine and feminine energies as well. The energies and the physical part and the spiritual part, like all of it. And aren't we as women wanting to create something that didn't exist before in the business world? My answer to that is yes, absolutely. We are. Mm -hmm. And so- Like that kind of energy needs to go into it. I have a friend who calls it sandpaper sex. You don't want sandpaper sex in the bedroom or in your business. You, (laughs) yeah, you gotta be open. You, 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 like you, you've gotta have that connection. You've gotta have that play. You've gotta be turned on. You gotta be lit up. Like, like all of those things. I did not know our conversation was going to go in this direction. And I'm so happy that it did because it needs to be said. It needs to be said. Absolutely. So I love it. I love it. Okay. So here's a big problem with women today. Women chase, women chase men, women chase clients, women chase business, women chase peace. We are always in pursuit of something. So how can women actually feel pursued rather than always being the pursuer? Mm,
0: Isn't that the question? Well, you know, the first piece of that is even recognizing that we we are doing that and that we want to be pursued and I know um I I've spoken now with you know hundreds of women in this kind of languaging sometimes the word pursued is even a trigger and so we have to look at um we have to look at what put us in this masculine driver mode. We have to we have to be willing to go into some of those trauma pieces and and clean up what wasn't right. And um and that may be, you know, that could be very severe like sexual trauma or or you know real abuse, but it can also just be the trauma of being plopped into this kind of environment, right? Uh-huh. Yep. It's it is trauma and so it's- we need to be able to look at first what has put us into that trauma drive because it for many, many women, it does not feel safe to be in the receiving position. It doesn't feel safe to be pursued. It doesn't feel safe to even admit that I want to be cherished and adored and admired. And you know, so, Uh uh, but, but yet you can see that even just by our physical anatomy, women are designed to receive okay just based on that alone we are designed to receive and so and so it behooves us to really like look at what can i do what is needed what healing is needed for me to be in a receptive place um so that we can retrain our nervous system that we are safe when we are in that um state of being when we're in that receptive state
1: Mm-hmm. I, I I love that. And I appreciate that so much because um, most women wear their inability to receive as if it's a badge of honor. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can never take a compliment. Oh no, no. If somebody, if somebody brings me something, I'm always like, oh crap, now I got to do something for them. And, and we wear it as if it's something to be proud about when we are natural receivers, we're not natural givers, we are natural receivers. That doesn't mean that we don't give. It doesn't mean that we don't serve. It doesn't mean that we don't love all of that, except if we're not receiving more than we're giving, we get resentful. We get martyrish. We, it sucks out our joy. Like when our giving and receiving cycles are off. And the way that I, that was easiest for me to start to learn to receive is through meditation. Isn't that interesting? Just Mm. It was like, I couldn't have this long talk with my husband, not at that point, Um, Mm. but I just needed to learn how to just be in silence and just receive breath Mm. and receive stillness and just, and that's what meditation is there to prepare you to do is just receive. And then when you get still and quiet for a few minutes, Then you can start getting those downloads that everybody craves all the time and that direction. And sometimes it's just that comfort to know like, hey, it's safe to receive. It's safe to sit down for a minute and to quiet your mind and to just connect. To me, my meditation is a connection. To me, my meditation is a prayer. So it's a connecting me with God. And it's just, all right, what, all right, what do I want to connect with God's with today? What, what of his characteristics do I want to receive? I want to receive expansion. I want to receive peace. I want to receive kindness. And then as I receive that and fill myself up with that, as women, we naturally exude it. It's what, it's what makes us radiant is when we will receive that. And so we can't help, but give even when we're not like consciously like I gotta serve somebody or I gotta give somebody, it just radiates out of us, and people just feel that love that loving from us, that kindness from us. If that that's what we're, uh, that's what our intention is to receive. I mean, it's not that hard. Is my point? It's it's not. It takes a little bit of practice, but we're natural receivers. So if you'll just get into how you're naturally wired anyway, and you're divinely wired anyway, it will start coming to you really quickly. Actually, I think. What What do you
0: think about that, Melissa? I do. Um, I do. And, and I also am thinking of the listener who might be thinking, um, what if my marriage is such a marriage where I don't even know if my husband wants to give or support or serve? Like, um, so often I see women especially really powerful business women who end up in partnerships with men who tend to be more in their feminine energy and the women tend to be more in their masculine energy. And and so a lot of times it's like, well, I think that ship has sailed for me because I married this really loving, tender guy. And um, he also may be lacking direction or lacking a lot of focus or lacking leadership. And I'm the one that does everything. I plan all the vacations. I'm in charge of the home. I'm in charge of the appointments, right? So she may be thinking, great. And what am I supposed to do? But the reality is we can actually change that polarity. We have the ability to change that polarity in our partnership. And it has to start with someone. And it's not easy. Like it feels like you're shaking up the foundation because you are. But being able to drop into that place in yourself, that feminine, inviting that version of you to the table actually allows your husband some space to grow into the masculine energy
1: version of himself that you want him to be. I, 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 I love that so much because I have to tell you. Um, I, I didn't retire my husband. I think that's the worst goal that any woman could make is to retire her husband to do what? Video games all day long. But I didn't <laughs> home. because let's be honest, that's what happens. That's what happens. That's <laughs> what happens. Scrolling through YouTube and video games all day long. I've seen marriages destroyed because like literally it ended up because she retired her husband. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Because suddenly he doesn't have, he doesn't have a purpose anymore. Well, there, uh, I ended up bringing Jeremy home because our child was in crisis and I could not to our early earlier in the conversation, I was wearing all the hats. I was her advocate. I, then I was going to the doctor's appointments and I was creating, I was running a company and then I was in charge of dinner and I like doing all of that. And I told Jeremy, you know, I I can keep doing this, but you're going to have to scrape me off the floor probably every few days because I don't know how long I can do this. I know I will do it for as long as I need to, to my last breath for my daughter. I will, but I don't know how long I can do this. And he felt very, I mean, it was put to prayer. It was all of those things, but he felt very strongly that he needed to come home and support me in my company and take care of those traditionally female roles of taking care of her, making sure she got to her doctor's appointments, taking care, running the home. And I was nervous about that very thing because I have a, uh, I have a man who is a man, but I'm also, I've got a lot of masculinity in me. I've got a lot of leadership in me. When you were talking about she does this, she does this. I'm like, that's me. That's me. That's me. And I'm sure most people, most women are thinking about that as well. And my husband is, is he likes to call himself hero support. And so I was, I was really nervous about me being the man again, and then him being the woman. And I had a remarkable conversation with a man and and he said no it's it, the form is going to look different but he is still providing for you even though you are now the bread the breadwinner or whatever you're the one that's making the money it's so that you can create an experience and a home for your family not not bring home the bacon i'm creating which is inherently feminine energy and feminine language and he is providing for you that emotional support that you need So it takes a different form, but it's still him and his masculine and you and your feminine. And that was so comforting to me. And he was right. He's, he's been home for a couple of years now and it's, and it's wonderful. Not all the time, you know, like we had bumps and all, you know, and there are still some video games that are, that's going on. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to lie about that, but, um, but boy, it's it's been wonderful. I've still been able to be the woman in our relationship and it has allowed him to grow into more of his masculinity. It's gorgeous. And it gets to take whatever form is best for you as a couple. Not what society tells you men should do and women should do. So- I um, love that story. And
0: it's redefining the role of, of provider and what that yeah. means. Innately, that is a, a man needs to know that he has a, um, a part in this- concept of being a provider, but somewhere along the way we made that to mean piggy bank and it has a lot of other meanings, a lot. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh my word, Melissa, this has been such a great conversation. And I know my audience is salivating about how they can connect with you, how they can find you where you are. And I know you have a really, really cool gift for us. So tell us all about that.
0: Yes. So literally the tool that I shared before around dropping into your feelings and using your feelings as a guide, um, the free intimacy guide on my website at www.melissakeenan.com literally takes you through this step-by-step. So you can feel that for the first time, um, for yourself, or maybe feel that at a deeper level than you ever have before. Uh, so often people are like, I know feelings. I'm all in tune with my feelings. I, I can, Assure you that there's more for you. with regard to that. Um, so free intimacy guide is great. And then if you're on Facebook, it's real easy to search up women manifesting intimacy. And I run a Facebook community
1: on there as well. Oh, my word. I love that. I'm going to hop into that community and I'm going to get that freebie. And all of those links are in the show notes as well, um, because you're right. There is always more for us to explore in our own intimacy, in our own femininity, in our emotions, in all of that. So Melissa, again, thank you so much for being here. Um, I'm I'm getting to have you on again because this is just such a valuable conversation so thank you so much thank you to all of my audience my viewers my listeners for being part of this conversation as well and remember until next time prosperity becomes you thanks for listening to this episode of the prosperity approach if you haven't already be sure to head over to prosperityapproachcom slash 52 ways and pick up your free copy of the prosperity guide This guide will help you discover 52 different ways to dissolve fear and overwhelm, grow your wealth consciousness and experience success without struggle. Until next time, remember, the challenge is necessary on your journey to success, but the struggle isn't.